Guess what? He is back. The man, the myth, the legend, author, actor, leader of Christ Over Careers, Cameron Arnett, is back with me. And, you know, we've had some conversations offline, and we think we have a series of discussions we need to have. I'm just going to say that right now. I think um, he is going to be a reoccurring visitor to this show, and uh, I think someone you'll gleam a lot of wisdom from. Cameron, welcome back to The Coiling Solution, sir. Man, it is so good to be back after all that we've been through to make this happen. You know, I can't wait to see what God's going to do. You know? Amen. Um, Amen. It's, it's always a, it's always a, a, a phenomenal thing to watch God be himself, man. Show Amen. Out. If we were younger, we would have footage of everything that happened, right? And we'd be able to play it. <laughs> all the, trying to get into the browsers, all the, all the apps, all that good stuff. Shout yeah. out to Riverside for trying the best they could to get yeah. us together. Yeah. Uh, appreciate y'all, but yeah, unfortunately it didn't work. So, before we jump into today's topic, let me ask you, man, what, what have you been busy doing? Because we haven't talked uh, officially here since, I want to say, September or so. So what, do you, what yeah, have you been man. up to? It has been, you know, God has just blessed our socks off, man. I mean, God mm. has opened the doors. No man can close. And um, movie after movie after movie, uh, teaching and teaching and, and just uh, uh, getting all involved and watching God just um, confirm things, make things happen you know, elevate and, and grow things, man. Um, mm. I am humbled by it. I am, um, uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm speechless, man, because it's like, mm. I know that this is not me making things happen. And I know that there's nothing that I can really say to people. And sometimes that's what's hard about it is mm. Mm. that it's so magnificent. Yeah. What God has done and is doing with my wife and I, that um you know all i can just say is thank you and and you know from since, since we talked the last time uh it's probably we're probably four movies into, wow wow, you know and wow. It's, it's just you know it's kind of like crazy you know that's awesome brother yeah and, and bj is such a blessing uh i'm, I'm sure <laughs> i mean I, i'm only seeing the tip of the iceberg but she is a blessing a tender Jeez. heart yeah, yeah, a total administrator too. So you know, um, you know, the, the the Bible says that you know, um, uh, houses and lands that's from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Yeah. And so when you get somebody that God gave you, that God mm. manifested, that God said this is the one. Yes. And then you start seeing the multiplied blessing and mm. favor and 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 truthfulness of what he said because you know when i think about it you know you know how how god says something to you and and you think about if you would have said no yes what would have what you would have missed what what would have happened and yes. sometimes i think about her and i think and i kind of hyperventilate in the sense of man when when god said this is your wife i'm like i didn't have a clue I didn't right. know who this person was in that sense. You know, hadn't seen her in six years. You know, um, um, I was her her son's god godfather, and so I hadn't seen him in six years. That kind of thing. Mm. And so we run back into each other, and I'm like, Lord, what are you saying? Right. You know, and um, and and there were at least three times that I can think of that counterfeits were pr- presented to me, that, mm. that situations were presented to me when, when I could have said, and 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 all natural senses should have said, nah, no, yeah. Yeah. you know, but I didn't, I obeyed God. And it's on the other side of that, that I've, I've been blessed. And, yeah. um, 
That's so good. That's yeah. so, and I saw when y'all reunited. I saw somewhere, man, that y'all y'all talked on the phone for five hours. Yeah. Old school phones. Yeah, yeah. But people that don't know, for the younger generation that watches our show, there was a time there was a phone on the wall. Okay? And and some of us who really go back, there was a time to dial a number, you would have to turn this circular thing to circular dial a number. Thing. Okay? And, and, and you had some serious money to pay. There were actually long distance charges, y'all. Long I mean, I want y'all to listen charges. to me. Those, those who are my, you know, I love y'all, my Gen Z, my millennials. There was a time, like, I'm, I'm right outside of Philadelphia. If I was calling Los Angeles, there was an extra charge called a long distance fee. Ima- Can you imagine that? That you had to think about calling different parts of the country because the fees would go up. I know that's shocking your mind. It was crazy. Five hours, and you're thinking, this is like over $1,000 maybe. Right, you know, of 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 long distance, straight up five hour call. Right. Um. Yeah, that's what we had to do back. And then. you had to sit in one place in the house. I mean, you couldn't. You could, unless you had one of them super long cords. You couldn't just walk out the house, get in the car like we do now, take a walk, jog, walk the dog. You had to sit in that corner in your house, unless some of us bought those super long cords. So we could walk twenty five yeah. feet. Oh, yeah, from the kitchen to, to the to, <laughs> to another the living room, room and come back. And I that was a luxury. <laughs> you told your friends, "I got a super long cord. I'm walking around the house." <laughs> so let oh, me. Man. Oh my god. So so yeah, she's such a blessing and um, just represents the brand and you guys so well. Um, let me ask you this for today's conversation. I believe you're very intentional in what you do uh, in your career and Christ over careers and everything. And I think words mean a lot. Mm-hmm. particularly from people that are intentional. And one of the one of the words and phrases I've seen you use over and over again is calling the church back to its lordship. Yeah. Say more about why that is a focal point and phrase you use so often. Mm-hmm. And then maybe talk a little bit about what would that look like if it mm-hmm. were achieved? Ooh, that's a that's nice right there. You know, um the understanding of Christ over career is that Christ's whole career is not the message. It's the result of a relationship with the king. And so when we talk about calling the church back to the lordship, the Bible tells us that if we confess him as Lord, then we'll be saved. See, he can't be savior unless he's Lord. Mm-hmm. The Lord means that you're going to actually reverence him and do what he says. It's not a matter of what you what 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 you think, what you can figure out, if you even understand it, mm. Lord. And so when he speaks, you move. That's right. And and see the the it's a a, a kingship is like that. We don't we don't understand because we have democracy. You know, everything right. called democracy, where you think that you have a vote and that you think that you you know you vote people into power and vote them out of power. And and when they then when they don't do what you like, you know, you talk about them. It's no, he's he's king. Right. And we are we are subjects now. The beauty of it is that we're children of the king. He's king of kings, and we're children of the king, so we're kings as well. And so we he wants us to be a, to be king over the earth, like he's king over the universe. But the only for us to be king over the earth is for us to follow the one who is the king over us. And if he doesn't reign us, if he doesn't rule us, he can't rule through us. Yeah, and yeah. the church has lost. It's understanding of being ruled. Mm. We don't understand that it is a blessing when it comes to the Lord to be a slave. Mm. We run away from that perspective because all we know of slavery 
is slavery under the dictates, the dictatorship of malevolent people, people that have that, that are lost, people that that have are, are power hungry, people. You know, we we know the negative side of that, and so we only place the meaning uh, from that context. Yeah, you know, but the context of of being a slave to the benevolent. God, to the creator God, to the God who is love. Now, he doesn't just love, he is love. He is love. He absolutely. is holiness. So, so yeah. he is righteousness, which means that he all he's always right, and he always does the right thing. Right. So to be under the dictates, dictatorship of that person, where he can dictate to you, move left, move right, and you know because he's the one who said it, left is the best place, regardless of what happens there. Hey, family, keep it locked. Cameron and I are far from done this conversation. When we come back, we'll talk about what does it look like if the church were to fully yield to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. You said something key before you get to that next point of what it looks like, that losing of being a slave to Mm -hmm. Christ. I mean... How did we lose it? How do we get it back? Because all throughout the New Testament, when, once Paul has his road to Damascus moment, mm-hmm. he uses that phrase often. I am a slave right. to Christ, right? right? And a lot of us in Christian world uh, will reference, obviously, what God says in the Old Testament, what Jesus says through the um, the first four books of the New Testament. But then a lot of us will refer to Paul, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and so how did we lose it since Paul pronounces it so frequently? We don't understand the context in which Paul speaks. Mm. You know, I, there's something that I say to people, uh, especially when I, we, my, my wife and I pastored for like two decades. And so as people would come into the church, uh, I would say to them, um, you have to understand the context of the word. Mm. So we miss what was being said and how it was being said. I would say to them specifically, I, I, I go... You have to hear the word the way the original hearer heard. Mm. And you have mm. to hear the word the way the original speaker spoke. And so we miss that in that time, they had understanding of, they didn't speak according to usage of words. They they moved according to meaning of words. Yep. Yep. And so bond servant is understanding there's a there's a benefit to being a bond servant. There's a, a benefit to being a bond slave because what you're doing is that you are attaching yourself to someone that will benefit you as you serve them. The reason why you attach yourself to them to be their slave is because there's a deficiency in your life. There's a lack in your life. There's some an impediment in your life. And that mm. person has the strength to take care of all of that. So you're going to serve them. So what they, who they are, and what they have overflows your life and actually fills in the gap until mm. until the point where you can stand on your own two feet and all of the deficiency is gone, all the issue is gone. Now you can separate yourself and then be on your own two feet. But that was a connection of 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 mutuality where your service to them did them good, but their provision to you got you out of your mess. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. when they started talking that stuff, they had an understanding of what that meant. I'm a bond servant of Christ. I'm a bond slave to yes. Christ. I'm a slave yes. to Christ. They had a, a meaning to it that, again, is a different context. 
And so for us, we only have that context from the perspective of slavery as we've known it in the hands of evil men. Yeah. So we have to uh, we we have to separate that because the same God that um, we're supposed to be bond slaves to is the same God, or the, or that they were bond slaves to, is the same God that separated them or 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 uh, um, um, got them out of the slavery of their taskmasters in the Old Testament. Yeah. So we, we we have to understand the difference. And, and that's good. That's really good. And so, I want to I want to encourage people to 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 your point of understanding the difference. Um, not unlike different forms of music, sometimes you can hear the same message mm-hmm. in uh, an R and B song, then a gospel song, then a Christian hip hop song, and then a quartet, and then you go, "Oh, wait a minute! Now I get it." Just because something just hits at the right time and resonates, I would encourage you. A lot of us have read the Bible over and over and over. Every year, I read the Bible over, and one thing I did over the last two years is change translations. Mm-hmm. So from KJV to right. New King James right. to right. NIV. This year, I'm right. doing it in the Message. And you understand it, but it's amazing how a translation difference can make you look at it differently, illuminate something yeah. differently, make yeah. you go cross-reference, pull out your concordance maybe, mm-hmm. right, and, and dig in. And so I want to encourage people to do that to, uh, to, to, to Cameron's point of understanding what some of these things mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I would also, you know, talk to people about, about reading the Amplified Version, because what mm-hmm. the Amplified Version does for you is exactly what you would have to do for yourself and going into the Aramaic, going into the, into the Hebrew, those That's kind good. of things. And, and if you're going to study, you have to do that. Yes. That's the only thing that's going to make you hear like the original hearer and the hear, original speaker. Yes. It's not you're going to be using words that are in your vernacular of the day. And yep. those things change, and they don't have the meaning that th- that it meant. And un- 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 unless you get into a translation that has been uh, taken out of the Aramaic, that is that is giving you the, the 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 fullness of what that means. One of the things that we need to understand when it comes to scripture is that we will um, read a word and we'll know it how we know it, but if you go back into the Aramaic or Hebrew, that one word can break down into a whole paragraph. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they say one word, but they meant that entire paragraph. And then you hear one word and you only want know that little one meaning. And it's vastly different Absolutely. from the original. And so you end up living a watered down life just because you're ignorant of the fact that that's not what it means. We'll be right back. back, 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 back. back. With James Rousseau and the Corling Solutions Show. Be sure to follow him and the conversations on Twitter at James Russo Sr. Holy Culture Radio. Holy Culture Radio. Healing, hope, and how-tos. So now let me ask you, uh, uh, let you answer the question I asked as well. What does it look like, again, if the it church would is... Look like, yeah. It would look like what Jesus prayed for. Jesus says, um, let them be one as we are one. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 kind of unpack that for a second. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what the kingdom of God, which people are still waiting for it to come. 
right. when he initiated it, when he says, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay. He was saying, not only is it near, but it has arrived because he's yes. the king of the kingdom. Yes. All right. And so we don't see the physical kingdom, which we will see, but, but the kingdom now resides on the inside of us. And we're supposed to be living it so much that it comes outside of us and it touches the world, touches yes. each other, which means that every congregation is as they fulfill acting and being the kingdom, there's a spreading of the will being done on earth that touches the rest of the brethren within that congregation. Yes. So what would it look like? It would look like heaven on earth. It would look like men who have men, and when I say men, I mean men and women, uh, men who have given up their flesh life and are only moving by the spirit of God and the word of God in, in, affecting each other the way that the word says, I, I, you know, my wife and I, we got married. And, and one thing that God said to us is our jobs is again, not, is not to agree with each other. Our job is to agree with him and yes. we'll find agreement with each other in him. Yes. And so until you touch someone through God, then you're mishandling them. Yeah, that's good. So that's what yeah. it, it, it would look like Jesus being actually, if you could think about it this way, if Jesus was the pastor mm. of the church and actually everyone followed him the way that they're supposed to, you know, the, when, 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 when the, 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 the uh, Pharisees and, and, and uh, 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 all these religious people, religious leaders saw the disciples, they said they realized they took note that they had been with Jesus. Yeah. Because yeah, it became yeah. so different. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And, it, and it makes me think about what would our days look like? In that context, right? What would I, I said this to my wife the other day and I said, you know, one thing for sure I've learned over the last, over 2023, mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, I come out of the corporate environment where, mm -hmm. man, you strategize, you got to execute, right? And, and, mm -hmm. and I've been, I've been on teams as small as 10 and I've led teams as large as a few thousand. And sometimes when you're in leadership, you, you create an inverted work chart, right? I see myself on the bottom mm -hmm. and I need to support my leaders who are right. supporting another set of leaders, supervisors, who are supporting everyone to customer service reps and whatnot that are the first nodes that touch our customers, clients, et cetera, right? And so right. when you're on the bottom of the org chart, you are constantly moving, right? The one thing I found for sure, Cameron, no matter what is going on, the more time I spend in the Word, the more the game slows down. Mm. The game slows down. It's like being LeBron in the league for 12 years, like. Yeah, I do this. This is what right. I do. Me leaping from the foul line is not even a thing. I, it just right. happens. Everybody else seems to be running at one-fifth the speed, right? Right. Um, and, and so when I think about everything you said and Jesus being Lordship, I think about how my week would flow differently, how my priorities are different, mm -hmm. and how I'm willing to believe, totally believe, yeah. that the harvest that com that, that is coming is one out of my control anyway, but now I fully have submitted to that. Right. But it's going to be so great. Yeah, you know, it's a trust factor. You know, the more time we spend with the Word, more time we spend with the Lord, more time we spend in, in meditation, what happens is that the internal mechanism that you are rests. Mm -hmm. And now you move. You know, it's like, again, back to the whole basketball analogy. I remember... As I got a little older, playing basketball on the court with all these young cats, mm -hmm. we played it. We played wisdom ball, mm. 
they're running back and forth. They're doing all yes, that. Sir. Playing wisdom ball. Yes, sir. We don't move. We don't move as fast. We 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 don't move without purpose. But the ball moves. That's so right. we may not. We may be in the same place. We know how to pass and move the ball down the court. Right. With all that. Go, but two feet. Right. Right. They're, they're, they're dribbling the ball. They're doing all behind the legs and doing all that kind of stuff and getting huffing right. and puffing or whatever to make a, a point. And right. we just pass the ball and somebody's making a point and we just, you know, we go back. So it's wisdom ball. So you don't, you don't, you, you work hard, but you work more smart than hard. That's right. Okay. And it's not like, you know, you don't just, you don't still do what needs to be done, but you understand that now it's better just to do only what needs to be done. That's right. And leave the rest, uh, leave, leave the rest to God. My wife and I found out early on in our marriage, you know, that God did a whole lot more when we went to the movies and us trying to, you know, put our hands on it. <laughs> we, we, we go, we go to a movie, watch a movie for two hours and come right, back right. out, you know, and the, the phone would ring and everything would be taken care of. Right. Right. You know, that kind of thing. And so there's a there's a, a rest. He and he tells you to labor it to enter into that rest because the work is to get into the point in place where now you're so believing God, so trusting God, so n- knowing him yes. that you're not stressing on everything, nor are you trying to pull every lever because you know the right lever to pull. There you go. There you go. You know, one of the things I think about uh, with this show that's so focused on careers is that some of my audience, I'm sure, say, oh, man, I, I thought you going to get some career advice today. How, how is this all connected? Well, we're going we're gonna to help you understand how it's connected. And I want to start with you because I think you've gone through something that is demonstrative of the, again, your intentionality and your commitment. My recollection is, look, you, you were creating a crazy career in film, TV, on a bunch of shows, uh, a lot of shows we know and love. You've been on Star Trek. You've been on the uh, Miami, not Miami Vice. It was Miami Vice? Miami Vice, yeah. Vice right? A bunch yeah. of shows. But then yeah. you had this opportunity for a breakthrough moment. Yeah. You want to do a film. They want you to do some nudity. Nah, nah, can't do that. Doesn't align with my, my, my Christian principles. Okay, cool. We'll give you a body double. You said, nah, not even the appearance of will work. And as a result of that, we're shunned a bit maybe blackballed is maybe the right term right lost management uh producers maybe access to certain things and then seemingly left the industry for a couple decades yeah and then came back and now doing what you're doing so you you've lived through the standing on my principles got me quote-unquote shot (laughs) and walking away right yeah yeah what advice do you give people now that are in different stages of their career when we talk about, again, Jesus and lordship, when we talk about being totally submitted to this, what are two or three things you would say to folks, well, expect this to happen, and then here are some ways you might be able to deal with it? What would you offer? Well, you know, first of all, you have to you have to understand that it's, it's the same. It doesn't change. It, it's not like he does one thing for Cameron and does another thing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 all one and the same. He's holy. You must be holy. You know, he said, be thou holy for I am holy. And so we don't have a, a different set of rules. We have the same God, the same rules with the same people. And so he'll do and he'll do the same thing. And if he does something different, he may do it at a different time. Mm. He does the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so he's not going to favor one and not favor the other. He's not going to answer the prayer of one. And not. the the thing is as, as, as 
the Bible says it this way. Let me let me explain it from the from a scriptural perspective. He says the, the the word of God says there are four kinds of ground, but only one is good. And so what happens is that the sower goes out and he sows seed. It's the same incorruptible seed, same word, same spirit, same everything. Nothing changes. Right. The only difference is the ground that it falls on. And yeah. so the issue becomes when he says a word. Each one of us, the four of us that are in that room, he says the same word. All of us react differently to that word. Mm. And, it's our, and it's how we live out that word that makes a different result in our lives. That's good. The word will have the same result for everyone who handles it the same way. And that's what we need to understand. And so in, in your career, wherever you may be, now it may be that. You know, you say yes to to the Lord and 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 no to whoever is like you know offering you the 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 the, the option, and then immediately the person changes the option. That's happened to me too. Where yeah. I said no, I can't do that, and it's okay. You know what, Cameron, you don't have to. Who? Mm, mm, mm. Well, that, that how that happened though. I said I won't, and they say, well, for you, bye bye. You know, yeah. and I lost everything. Well, if that's what happens, that's what God wanted to happen. And there's a reason for it. What I've learned in that process is that I had, up until that point, made a life for myself. I put that thing together. Yeah. And so in order for God to give me what he wanted, he had to unravel everything that I had put together that I thought was life, mm. death. And mm. so sometimes there is, and I, and I tell folks, you have to outlast the unraveling. Because you'll want to go back, because you 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 it, it looked like it it will it will look mm. like you're about to die, right? About, you know, to lose even more than what you thought, but that's what it's going to look like. But he's going to break you down to the bare bones, so that he can now build you back up the way right. that he intended, and that's what we're going through right now. We're being built back up the way that he intended. I never knew that when I said no to Hollywood that I was actually sowing a seed because now the way that it's, it's bounced back, it's like when you, when you sow that seed, it, it comes up. You, what comes up is a whole lot more than that one seed. Yeah. All right. And so what's coming up now is multiple, multiple films and TV mm. series and, you know, all in, in, in short order time, but it's all righteous. It's all holy. It's all what God is giving. Yeah. And so, he has that for you. I don't care what career it is. Yeah. But what, you're going to have to go through that. You're going to have to say no to the ways of the world, no to the options, and yes to God. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Similar to Paul on the road to Damascus in his moment, what was that moment for you? What was that moment that solidified this level of commitment, intentionality, vision, sowing, etc.? Wow, man. Um, I'd have to say for me, you know, um, that it was like God just took me from step to step to step, face to face, glory to glory in that sense. Because when I got saved, I got saved and and didn't know anything about church, God, that kind of thing. But I got saved and I went and I, 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 I attached myself mm-hmm. to this uh, brother that um, went to this church that taught you how to get saved every Sunday. So basically I was in torment for five years because I didn't know how to live like a Christian 
but I knew I had a different conscience. I'd wanted a different thing, but I didn't know how to live differently. And so if it, I, I would go back to the world and live how I was and everything else. And I'd be dying on the inside. Mm. And that happened for five years. But in, at the end of those five years, I was, if I went from Miami to New York from that, at, at that point in time within my career as well. And I found myself in New York in a, in a gentleman who was Jews for Jesus. This guy came in to this place called Models for Christ that I used to go to. And he preached a word. And that word grabbed me mm. and um, it, I got converted and gave myself to Christ and started following the Lord. And then after that, for a few, I don't know, months or whatever, I happened to find myself in Miami doing Miami Vice. And when I was doing Miami Vice, I was staying with my mom and she introduced me to a ministry, uh, Frederick Price, who's gone on to go mm. uh, gone mm-hmm. on to be with the Lord. Uh, through his ministry, I received the Holy Spirit again another leap all yeah, right yeah. and from that leap of the holy spirit i've never been the same since you know um um as a matter of fact when let me tell you who uh a, a, a relationship aspect that happened with, between me and pastor price was that i was in new york making a whole lot of money um and i i, I mean i'm going to the bank all the time and so one day i found myself on the line heading to make another another deposit and mm-hmm. in, I, if anybody's been in new york new york is just crazy people everywhere right, right. and so the line was f- from the inside of the bank to outside so we were actually mm. outside on the pavement waiting to go in to to the teller and while i'm waiting on the outside this guy comes by and gives me a track and, and for those of you who are very young, don't know the track. A track is basically the message of the gospel in this little book form. And so mm-hmm. I'm on the line reading this track. And the track is about a guy making all this money that hasn't, doesn't have any time for God. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had said prior to this that he was having a uh, a conference in Miami that I wanted to go well, day one comes, I didn't go. Day two comes, I didn't go. Day three comes, I didn't go. On that third day was when I got that track. When I got the track about this guy making money, don't have time for God, I got on the plane that night. Mm, 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 for the last mm. night, went to Miami. I'm walking into the stadium where he's preaching. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I tell the usher, look, I'm not sick. I'm not whatever. But I came here for Pastor Price to lay hands on me. Mm. So the guy takes me up to the to the healing line, right? right. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm fine, but right. I'm not leaving here unless this guy lays hands on me and prays for me. So I walked up to the line, and he puts his hand on my forehead. And I, I kid you not, the power hit me so hard that I, I you know, I, I, I fell back, you know, still on my feet, but I fell back. like. And he says to me, now, look, the very thing that you came here for you're walking, you're, you're, you're backing away from. So I came back up to the line and he prayed for me again. Hmm. And, and man of God, I have never been the same. Wow. That man was a man of integrity, a man of courage, a man of boldness. Mm. And he became my spiritual father. Um, And I learned a lot from him. Mm, you know, mm, and, mm, and, 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 and my my uh, attempt as a Christian was to be like that man. Uh, yeah. I, I saw I saw at, in a, and I left uh, New York um, and went to L.A. T- yeah. to be part of his ministry. 
and I saw men being men for the first time in my life. Beautiful. I saw men Beautiful. taking care of their families, taking care of their business. I saw, I saw, you know, you, you, you like you said, what would it look like? I saw what it would look like, mm. you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that's been, th- that was kind of a Dis- Dam- Damascus moment, but it's been kind of, I've had a few of those and, um, um, God has shown himself strong, man. And, and, and I've never been the same following men and women of God like that, that, um, that gave themselves to God that way. That's so good. And, and, and I love how you describe it because it's, it's progressive. Yes. I think sometimes, I think sometimes feel like people feel like if they don't have this miraculous road to Damascus moment that they miss something perhaps, right? So I'm so glad to hear you share this progressive story. Hey family, listen, y'all got some meat today from my brother, Cameron, same guy, same rules. If he did it for Cameron, he can do it for you. Okay. Sow the seed of your career. Really think about that. A lot of times we think about sowing seed. We relate it to finances. We relate it to our tithe, which we can never give enough. Right. But sow the seed of your career, fam. And then I love this phrase. Cameron said, outlast the unraveling because it will feel like that when you stay committed hey cameron so good to have you man tell people how they can get in contact with you well they can go go ahead and go to cameronarnett.com and uh be aware of everything we're doing there and also go to cameron on that actor at our instagram and also on facebook we'll be right back Back, 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 back. with james rousseau and the corling solution show be sure to follow him and the conversations on Twitter at James Russo Sr. What did he say? I missed that. Did you hear something you need to hear in full? Not a problem. Get the podcast and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Holyculture.net slash podcast. Welcome back to the Core Link Solution with yours truly, James Russo, a.k.a. Trig, right here on Holy Culture Radio. And I just want to say this. She is back, okay? Our local hero that is trying to help solve the needs of of those who have food insecurity. Lori Jones-Brown is the CEO of Phil Abundance. And if you didn't hear the last time she was on, I invite you to go back and hear the podcast. Lori, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Trig. It's good to be back. It's so good to have you back. How is your new year going so far? Um, the year's been great. Um, we started off strong. We had a nice holiday break, giving folks a break during the holidays. Um, but January was an important month for us with King Day. Um, we welcomed the president back to Phil Abundance for the third mm. time and raised awareness about food insecurity. That's awesome. And, you know, one of the things I think um, in terms of food insecurity, I I would love to talk about it a bit because I can imagine uh, being a nonprofit myself when you go through the holiday seasons, there's such good feelings of everything, family, friends, loved ones and giving. And sometimes after the holidays pass, I think there can be kind of a backtrack in giving, not purposely, but just, you know. It's not as festive anymore, right? And and maybe there's unconscious uh, feelings of maybe the, the problems have subsided because we've all done so much. And I know that's not the case. So can you ground us a little bit in terms of what food insecurity means right now? Um, absolutely. I think you're exactly right. We're so grateful that at that holiday time of year when people are celebrating with their own families, what's in the tax year, people are really generous. They have food drives, they donate, turkey drives, all of that. But the reality is, as you said, Trig, is that all year round, 12 months of the year, some of our neighbors are suffering with food insecurity. Um, It's not just over the holiday break. Um, It happens in the winter, especially. Um, So this is a time that we definitely want people to remember that there are neighbors out there who need access to food. Mm. And, and, 
I would say probably you, you might ne- not necessarily know your neighbor struggling with food insecurity, right? There may not be visible signs per se. So statistically, whether it's Philadelphia for the region, give some sense of what that looks like in terms of some of the stats. Absolutely. Over half a million people across southeastern Pennsylvania and southern New Jersey are food insecure. So I say that chances are each and every person listening knows somebody. It's a relative. It's um. It's somebody who works in a local store or restaurant that they go to. It's a neighbor. It's a cousin. Somebody is food insecure. And sometimes it's really that people are working. And we know that things cost more each year, right? Absolutely. So one of the things that our neighbors tell us is sometimes they have more month than money. Um, So what that means is, yes, they have that paycheck where they get those benefits, but they don't last in the entire month. And so they Mm -hmm. have to come to the Charitable Food Network for a little bit of support. Yeah. And what's the appropriate way to try to help, right? So if you, well, one, I mean, it's like anything else. We have to be careful trying to diagnose a problem, right? Or, trying to, you know, trying to see it. But, it, it, you know, you're in, a, you're in a position where you get a view to things that most people don't. Think about coming out of your chair. For the average person, how would you, I don't know, how would you kind of probe that there is an issue? And if you think there's an issue, what's the appropriate way to approach it? Yeah, I think... One is I'm going to assume that somebody knows, has an issue themselves or knows somebody who does. Um, and so I, we suggest that you just offer resources. I'll give an example of my mom. Uh, my mom has friends. My mom's a senior, obviously, a little older than I am. So she's a senior. She has a card club. She goes to her local center. And she'll end up talking to folks in her friend group. And some of them will mm. say, hey, I had a hard time. I couldn't afford something. Where can I find resources? And so right. she's able to say, hey, visit um, Phil Abundance's website. Um, go to the Why Hunger website to find out where. And one of the ways of doing a trick is letting people know that they can find resources for their friends. Yes. We all know those folks that have said, hey, I have a friend with this problem if we don't want to necessarily mm. disclose it ourselves. But hey, if you know somebody who has a challenge, you can visit this church that has a food pantry, go to the senior center a certain day of the week. Um, let me get those resources that you can then pass on to your friend. I love that. I love that. That's always a good one. Yeah. So now you guys are about to kick off a campaign, the Spread the Love campaign. Tell us about it. That's right. One of the things we think about in February is love, right? It's a month that we think about love. It's a month we think about black history. Lots of things happen in February. So we're inviting people across this region to help us spread the love by donating peanut butter. We're trying to collect 40,000 jars of peanut butter this month. And we know some people are allergic to certain kinds of nuts. And so it can be a non-traditional nut. So it could be like almond or cashew or or some other version or something. So we're encouraging people to go to our website, philabundance.org, to find out how you can donate. You can either donate funds for us to purchase those, those kind of peanut butters, or you can visit us. We have uh, warehouses in Philadelphia, um, in South Philadelphia near the stadiums, um, right near 3rd and Patterson, or in North Philadelphia at 3rd and Burks. Um, You can visit us and drop off a jar, a can of of one of the nut butters for us to then donate to people. That's great. And what's the goal for Spread the Love, if you don't mind me asking? We're hoping to collect 40,000 jars. It's a lot. Um, but wow. we know there's so many generous people in the in the region. And the yes. 40,000 is because this year, um, 2024, is actually Phil Abundance's 40th anniversary. So you'll, you're going to keep hearing 40 all nice. throughout the year for us as we celebrate our impact and try to raise our game to imp- improve um, the lives for more and more people. Nice. nice. And we'll have to have you on from time to time and give some updates. Will you have a thermometer or something on the website so people can, can track as the goal is? Uh, continuing um, to uh, be reached. We, we will now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put you on the spot. It's a great suggestion. We definitely will have to do something like that. 
Yeah, yeah. gives a little gamification and, you know, are we winning, so to speak? Hey, well, um, to that point, Trick, if I can jump in on kind of are Please. we making a gamification, one of the ways that people can, either through this campaign or really anytime, support us is through what we call a virtual food drive. So you can mm. literally donate food to us. And I encourage people, there's a top 10 list of things we want right now. It's peanut butter, but it's cans of, it's um, pasta, sauces, things like that. It's really whatever you would eat. The reality okay. is that our neighbors are food insecure, all of us. So let's give people right. what we would want, right? Um, but we have something called a virtual food drive where you can sign up with a team, with your class, with your church group, and you can see, like we set a goal of raising $500 or $100, and then you can see that, have your own personalized way of doing that on our That website. is so good. And so for people who also say, okay, great, I want to be a part of the Spread the Love campaign, but to your point, I may want to do a food drive. Um, you've offered the virtual food drive. Are there any other tips or you know, advice you would give or resources you would give to people, whether it's churches, community centers, uh, a group of moms in a neighborhood that say, we want to do a food drive. What are some of the tips you might offer? Yeah, we actually have a great little toolkit and all those tips right on our website. So please visit us at philabundance.org to find out how to have a literal and actual food drive or a virtual food drive. Um, and, and you can submit your information with somebody can give you a call to walk you through that. Excellent. Where do you want people to go immediately following hearing this right now to become a part of the Spread the Love campaign? Where do you want them to go? We want them to go to their local grocery store or online, and we mm-hmm. want them to get some nut butter, some peanut butter, and those kinds of things, and then come on down to Fill Abundance and drop those off for people Excellent. for their neighbors. And if they're out of the Philadelphia region because we're national, how can they be a part of this? Um, they can do all of this virtually on our website. Excellent. All right, guys, go to philabundance.org. And make sure you become part of the Spread the Love campaign. Be conscious of the food insecure and the ways you may be able to approach them. Lori Jones-Brown, thanks again for visiting the Coiling Solution. Thanks so much, Trey. You are informed, empowered, and can now be accountable. What were some of your takeaways from this episode? I always enjoy hearing from you, so please share. Additionally, if you have questions, hear some things that are new to you, or need some clarity on some of those things, I am here to serve. Go to our website at thecorlingsolution.com slash podcast. Right below the show notes, you'll see a comment section. Tell me about some of your takeaways from the episode. You can ask your questions. You can mention challenges in the areas that we cover, or tell me about guests you'd love to hear from. Alternatively, you can do the same through social media channels of Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thank you as always for linking up and I look forward to seeing you next episode.